1: Getting proper mental health care can help you feel more like you. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, insomnia, relationship issues, workplace stress, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can use your FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Dave, and this is my wife, Kathy. Hello. And this is The Cinemile. It's the podcast where we walk home from the movies. And uh, today we're going to see... Joker. It's the new movie about the Joker, starring Joaquin, Joker. Joaquin Phoenix, uh, the latest in the line of Jokers. He's the right Joker, that guy, isn't he?
0: I mean, he seems like Major Laws.
1: I'm like... really, I think this is going to be a right hoot. It's the director of The Hangover. Uh, <laughs> is it's it? called Joker. No,
0: it's not the director of The Hangover.
1: Yeah, Todd Phillips, director of The Hangover 1, 2 and 3 Road Trip. Really? He's a comedy director.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. This is a comedy. <laughs> Did you not know that? I, I know it's not a comedy, but are you serious that he's the director? This is
1: Major Lal's territory. Is he right the director? Right I'm not. I'm I am too am tired not not to
0: tell if you're taking the piss. Joking. Okay. That
1: is not a joke.
0: I'm actually um, excited for this movie because, well, aside from all the acclaim it's getting, the Joker is the only comic book villain that I've ever thought is actually scary.
1: Okay. Um.
0: I think what's scary about the Joker is
1: and now Have you not seen Sam Rockwell's fake tan in Iron Man 2?
0: <laughs> I think what's scary about the Joker is that he's not like supernatural and he he's, doesn't have like so many of the villains we see like particularly in Marvel movies they're like trying to end the world Yeah, and the Joker's just like a more credible he down just wants to, earth to watch it, villain. Watch it burn. he's like to me, he see, he represents, like, a very scary criminal. He's a
1: salt-of-the-earth villain.
0: And he has an amazing pedigree. Obviously, he's been played by, like, Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger. And even in that video game you had of him before, he was really scary. What was that video game?
1: Batman Arkham Asylum?
0: Yeah, like, every... Do you know, that was my really. Hamill did that voice. Oh, yeah, I did know that. Because you told me. Um, but, yeah, so, the Joker's over. And now to have Joaquin Phoenix playing him, it's like... They're keeping that pedigree up, obviously. Now, I think I might actually find this movie a bit too scary because I've heard it's really, really awful (laughs) in terms of scares. So I'm looking forward to seeing it because of all the acclaim. But, yeah, I think, for me, he's definitely the best villain around.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this as well. I think the... um, I I only watched a couple of the teaser trailers. Same. And the posters for this are just lovely. Uh, Like... Their I mean, these trailers are incredible. It's so good, so so powerful. Like, just a, just a wonderful marketing campaign across the board in this whole thing. And Joaquin Phoenix is, let's face it, he's one of the best actors around yeah. these days. Almost as good as Jared Leto. Um,
0: oh God, no! I forgot about Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the pedigree of the Joker.
1: <laughs> to be fair, Jared Leto is, I think, is. Is is quite can be quite a good actor, but I think what he did with that role, and and partly it's it's partly his fault, but also partly whatever was going on with the whole Suicide Squad. Well,
0: also it's a very different vein. Like clearly, this movie is like very very serious in how they treat the the character, and that was not the case in Suicide Squad. (laughs)
1: Uh, no Suicide Squad was just about Having a good time Right <laughs> It was just wants The audience To have a great old romp And lots of face tattoos
0: And so you know The way this is like DC Yeah Does this mean that
1: Yeah Ben Affleck's in this
0: <laughs> Is he um, really
1: Gal Gad- Gad- Gadot Is going to show up No I know
0: they're not in it But I was going to say Is it like technically The same universe Like will they exist In this movie Because this movie Looks quite gritty And I obviously Aquaman Which we watched A couple of weeks ago Ain't gritty
1: yeah, this ties. At the end of this movie, there's going to be a uh, direct um, tie into the Aquaman sequel. <laughs> it's Joker Underwater.
0: <laughs> I'd watch that. Okay, we better go. To go I, get don't, our I
1: don't know. No, I, don't, I think the answer is no. I don't. I haven't really read up on this, but I think this is its own th- This is set in the 70s in Gotham City. Oh, in the 70s. I didn't know that. Okay, don't so tell me anything even,
0: else, because I don't even know. God, don't hit
1: me with that's a spoiler, because it, it's I didn't, not. I
0: didn't say it's a spoiler, I said don't tell me anything else. All right. Okay.
1: Okay, we'll see you guys on the other side of. Uh,
0: Murray, one small thing. Yeah? When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker?
1: Send in the clowns. Hi, right, we're out. We've just seen... Joker. It's very cold.
0: Yeah, it's freezing.
1: Uh, so we've got a, a bitter walk ahead of us, Kathy. Uh, why don't you? What a new start? What do you? What do you got? What do you got for me? Hit me up.
0: Mm, um, See this
1: movie.
0: I guess I have two different um, stream of thoughts.
1: Give me both of them.
0: So the first is like intellectually. Okay, fine. Walking Phoenix is brilliant. It's clearly very well made. A lot of care and consideration has gone into the look and feel of this movie. It's brilliantly made, right? I'm going to say all that. Um, and Joaquin Phoenix is, like, astoundingly good. And it's interesting you said it's the guy who directed The Hangover 1, 2 and 3, because Craig Mazin, who wrote The Hangover 3, wrote Chernobyl, which was out this year. And <laughs> this guy's made Joker.
1: Which is so a great show it just show. goes to
0: show Yeah, Chernobyl was incredible And he just like won the Emmy and stuff So it just goes to show That like you can never predict Somebody's future work Based on their current work I find that quite interesting Like in a million years I wouldn't have thought That was someone who directed The Hangover But
1: incidentally I think The Hangover Is a very good movie
0: No, The is a good movie It's just like This is like You know This is an incredibly Crafted movie Yeah um, Okay, but all that aside
1: What's your I, second I, stream? My
0: feelings of the movie Not my thoughts I hated it, I really hated it. I felt very like distressed watching it. I didn't even enjoy probably one minute of it. Um, I found, found it like very upsetting and I mean, it's covering so many issues, it's covering like mental health problems, loneliness, poverty, abuse, violence. Uh, yeah, it just it was way too dark for me. It's not the kind of movie I want to watch. And while I knew it was going to be dark and like violent, I wasn't expecting. I think the problem for me is that like Joaquin Phoenix is too good in it. Like he's I like it's a weird thing to say, but he's he embodies the character too much, and it's too dark to watch. And he lost like I read before he lost like fifty pounds play the character, and I find that very distressing as well. Like I don't understand, and I hate when actors do it. I don't understand why people starve themselves to be in these movies. I find it deeply disturbing. So it it was like the whole thing was disturbing. Anyway, I really disliked it as much as I can appreciate it's a well-made film.
1: Okay, I kind kind of um, feel exactly the same with you, but with a different slant. I felt all those things. Well, firstly, yeah, to your first stream of thought, as you say, I think this was a, yeah, I thought it was a brilliant movie. It's a brilliant piece of work it 's not only like is the like yeah, obviously his performance is amazing, it looks dirty and grimy it looks, brilliant. It looks like it 's just like seeping uh, with like smog and smoke and it just looks like a dirty 70s sort of version of New York that 's both familiar it 's actually uncomfortably familiar, and that 's probably the two words I would most use to describe how I felt about this movie it 's t- a little too close to home, everything as in to your second stream of thought I came away I come out of this feeling dirty a little depressed about Humanity—it's just—and it's just, it, and it's just That's what relentlessly. What I mean about him as a
0: villain—he's so much scarier. It's so much worse than like, oh, Thanos is going to snap his fingers and end the world. Like,
1: it's, like <laughs> yeah, that can't—that
0: yeah. can't ever actually resonate. Oh, with you I'd
1: love a bit of Thanos right at now at a deep
0: level. You know but, what I mean? Whereas this is like fucking hell. This feels really realistic. Like this could very easily happen.
1: That this is what I wanted to talk about. It's too close to the yeah, bone. It's um, too much, particularly in the context of today. And I think I, I do want to talk about sort of. The mirror that this movie reflects upon today, and I know it's it's a fictional city. In man, a, I always in a, think,
0: though God, I'd hate to live in Gotham.
1: Yeah, the I, worst oh, city why in the world. I would ever live there? <laughs> and according to Batman v Superman, Metropolis is like across the water. <laughs> like you can get a boat, you can get a ferry trip over there. I'd be right over there, man. The
0: Gotham's horrible. Um,
1: but here's here's the thing though, I agree with what you're saying. But also, like that's the po- that's kind of the point, right? Well, yeah, you're but you're but it not just supposed depends to on enjoy it. I mean, you.
0: Yeah, but you're, lots of people are saying they loved it. I certainly did not love it. I you found can it, love something you don't enjoy, but, yeah, but I neither yeah, but, loved nor okay, enjoyed it. But here's
1: the thing: if yeah, but we're both saying it's a brilliant movie, and I was gripped throughout. I wasn't gripped, and everyone. Oh, really? I thought it was absolutely gripping. No, because grippy. I was just
0: like, oh, I don't want to know where it's going. Like at at no point did I feel that I wanted to see what happened in the next scene I know because it was just too distressing it's not
1: but, but here's the thing it's not a comfortable it's not comfortable at no point was like comfortable or really like it's not fun either but but these are the, the, okay this is kind of the good thing about cinema in that it was atmospheric we were engrossed and it's it's thought provoking and makes you think about society it didn't make me think anything good about society <laughs> But that's fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, um. Yeah, like, so like not everybody like, so there
0: to hold a mirror. And not everything. World. Like,
1: I, I'm. I'm. I love, um, fluffy popcorn movies kind of more than anything. And, and that's escapism. But, the, you know, it's, it's okay to be. to be uncomfortable and to be challenged by something. And I think this movie did, did all that. All right. However, it did. The, the too close to the bone thing troubles me a bit and I think we need to talk in physically Spoiler Street physically too close to
0: the bone like why is he starved why has he lost 50 pounds with this movie <laughs> yeah I genuinely I'm not being facetious I have no idea why an actor would do that
1: well it makes him a little un- like otherworldly and
0: yeah but Joaquin Phoenix is like one of the best actors in the world like he could have done this part exactly as he is and no one would have thought any diff- like no one would have thought. God, he should have been starving to play this. Anyway, role. look,
1: I, I I I don't want to get into that. What I, what I would like to talk about is. Oh, you don't want to get into ha- that. Sorry. <laughs> no. Well, sorry, I, Dave. Sorry, I've got nothing else to say. What do you want? What do you want? Me, what I'm do you want me to don't say? Don't cut me off to say
0: I don't want to get into that when I'm talking about something. Okay,
1: sorry. Well, what do what, I mean? What do you want?
0: No, no, do, I'm done. Do I'm done. Say? That's all I'm saying. I just say he just lost a lot of weight for a role. So people people pointless. do
1: that. I and look, I that's whether you. Yeah, whether you appreciate how far method actors go or or don't go, I mean, yeah, it's essentially, essentially, it's just a man pretending about like to, be, to be to be a comic world. book villain from the sixties. Yeah, like so, there's real
0: starving people yeah. in the world. Like, why you would starve you can you this me. kind of,
1: you can pick this kind of stuff apart, and yeah, this is essentially a silly thing. However, I think this movie this movie ha- has been has fallen under a lot of criticism for being quote unquote Dangerous, okay? Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you read anything about, about this? No. So, basically, uh, there's there's a lot of um, a lot of people saying that this film glamorizes or or um, forgives, um, well, sort of incel culture or um, uh, male white um, mentally unstable shoot- shooters. Um, in America,
0: was it the was it one of the other Batman movies where there was a shooting in the cinema?
1: Yes, was that the Dark Knight? Yes. It was um, in relation to there was a, there was a link to the Dark Knight. So yeah. this this is my this is my concern. Now uh, now before but when I read all that stuff going into this, I thought this is scaremongering and and and, and I am not I am in no way in favor of in general like um, using movies or video games to... to, um...
0: Explain violence. To
1: explain violence. And and this is a tactic that has been used over and over again for generations. Scaremongering. I mean, they they, they said that Mortal Kombat was rotting our kids' minds. They said it about, like, um, Nintendo, about Grand Theft Auto. I play a lot of video games. I don't... Like, people are responsible for their own actions. However... uh, The... The, the, m- movies having just watched that and living in the world we're living in and knowing that pop, pop culture is a very powerful tool and symbols are taken as pop culture and um, used as identifiable icons to represent causes. For instance the Guy Fawkes mask from V for Vendetta Being used by the anonymous hackers and in huge protests across the world. That's something that has. Yeah, like I
0: wouldn't be surprised after this movie if people wore masks. clown masks. That's what I mean. there are scenes
1: in this movie that I feel could easily spill over into real life. Yeah, and this is what worries Mm -hmm. me. Is again back to this. I think this is a great movie. I really do, and and I and I personally am able to look at it and say. Yes, this is a really interesting portrayal of a villain and a, and a very mentally disturbed person who has been let down by society, and this an X Y Z, and, and thematically and structurally, it's, it's a really well told story. Because you However, did start out rooting for him. Well, this is but this is the problem. The woman next sitting next to us was towards the end of this movie clapping. And dancing in her seat, To be fair and she was laughing. Really drunk. Now she was drunk, <laughs> but the, but like, this is this is in the scene where. He, There's no spoiler. Oh, yeah, spoiler okay, will we will we just move to spoiler street now, because I want to um, get well, into detail. Well, we just stuff. wrap
0: up before we okay, to Spoiler street. Okay, yeah, sorry. Street. So if you haven't seen it, I, I don't wholeheartedly recommend it. Like I think you would need to be in the right state of mind to watch it. In that, I would not go if you were, if you weren't feeling great mentally. And I wouldn't go if you're very tired. And I certainly would never recommend anyone under the age of 18 watch it in a million years. I don't know what the certificate is. Um, but to me, it's like a hard 18s. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I kind of wish we hadn't gone to see it, to be honest. It's kind of like... Really? Ruined my evening, yeah. Like, I feel very disturbed after it. Like, I feel like I might have nightmares. And I mean, I felt really disturbed after seeing Heath. Ledger glad you're playing it, the, the Joker in the other movie, but at least that was only a part of the movie but
1: here's the but difference this is the whole movie <laughs> here's the difference right the heath ledger in the dark knight they make a big deal about heath ledger several times throughout that movie um tells people his origin story quote unquote and it's a different story every time i.e. he's an a an unreliable narrator but b his origin story doesn't matter because he's a symbol of chaos and violence and and you know what's alfred's quote some people just want to watch the world burn like he, he that's what the joker represents is complete madness it's the rules of society gone wrong and i think or, or it's just taken away it's it's anarchy and i think this movie represents that sort of the origins of that very well and 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 it's sort of that's that's where the it the punchline is however like by actually providing him with a grounded, solid, character-based origin story, like you said, yeah, you end up pretty much sympathizing with him for a long time, and he's a victim
0: up until the last probably twenty minutes of the movie.
1: But this—you are the,
0: kind of on his side.
1: Well, yes, because he's—he's he's a victim of a series of, like, it's—he's
0: treated awfully like his whole life. So, yeah, that's so. What I, this and he's this kind is of played almost as that he's he's almost ref- like he's almost like the characters we see at the start of a quote-unquote regular superhero movie where he's actually set up with someone who's got like an yes. axe to grind with the system. He's a vigilante. You're kind of on his side. And, you know, lots they- of the media are on his side. And that's actually the same for any superhero. It's just towards the end, he suddenly kind of flips into being a supervillain.
1: But actually, no, that's why this movie is, you're just so right. And I, I'd written this down. That is, it's it's a clever inverse of the, it's the exact same mechanics yeah. of a superhero story, like exactly. He's even being hailed as a vigilante by the media, so I thought I thought it was brilliantly constructed in that regard. But also, like it is, it's it's sort of a masterstroke to make you empathize with someone and put you in his shoes, and then take you on that journey, and then have him do horrific thing That's after why horrific it's so thing. That's so serving. That's what. Whereas if he just comes in as the cold villain, you just. There's the Joker, he's the baddie. But, like, I'm all for cinema doing that. But the problem is when... When people don't... (laughs) Don't understand what's being done there. This is why you should not be watching
0: this movie if you're young. Yes,
1: exactly, because...
0: If you were, like... If you were, like, a very angst-ridden... Yes. ...teenager, I think this movie could be really bad for your brain development. Like, I really do. If you're vulnerable, I don't, like... I think it's a terrible movie, and, like... And I guess I know that, like, underage people always watch movies they shouldn't watch, because I used to do it. Um, so, yeah, it, it upsets me that it's out there to, for, to be consumed by vulnerable people, because I do think it's very, very distressing. And, and you know, even towards the end of the movie, they are, like... Can we just go to Spoiler and, Street now? I think. Yeah, we'll uh, go to Spoiler we'll, Street. All right. Spo- Before we get to Spoiler Street, I um, have to do a quick shout-out to some of our patrons of our Patreon. Which is the Cinemile High Club. So www.patreon.com forward slash the Cinemile. And it's where we've been running it now since like April. So we've been doing it for ages. So we have a huge back catalogue over there of retro movie reviews. We do a different one every month. We've just done Heat. So we've actually now just done a Robert De Niro double bill. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and we're we, going to watch <laughs> The Irishman next. He's yeah, having a big one He's having for us. a big one. And we're doing like loads of... Um, like TV reviews we've loads of fun it's like a forum where everyone gets to kind of talk and vote on what we're going to watch yeah so, so you get over. to vote
1: on what we're going to watch next um, they, they, we've got a poll up there at the moment for uh, prison movies so if you if you want to suggest some prison movies for us to watch uh, head on over to patreon.com forward slash the cinema just like all these lovely people did like Laura Winton thank you so much Laura okay. Sienna Ryan thank you uh, Monica Verma uh, Joe Boy um Rob Benyer and Jimmy Cullen your dad oh hi dad <laughs> thanks Jimmy he won't be listening because you will not have seen this movie financially supporting this podcast <laughs> and a huge just a, again a huge thank you to all of you I've named and, and everybody who's gone and um, signed up and donated like it really it really touches us it's just it's just lovely to think that you guys love this show so much that you're
0: and it goes You're willing towards to the cost of the podcast. Help us
1: do these things more, because that's what we want to do. We love doing to. this.
0: And like tonight, you know, you gotta pay for the babysitter and you gotta pay for the pizza.
1: Which is yeah, my and, favorite and I mean, cinema, Kathy's- the light cinema,
0: where they do amazing pizza. So that was like I was ha- I was so happy eating the pizza and then when the pizza was gone, I was like, oh no, now I'm just stuck with this movie and I've like <laughs> nothing to distract me. This
1: movie
0: so I was gutted when the pizza ended anyway we're on to spoiler street it's so mucky here it's really mucky so if you don't want to hear spoilers for the Joker turn off now okay yeah now firstly (laughs) this has never happened to me in, in my life I went to get a drink of water came back and Dave leans over just fill you in He's killed his mother. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah. laughs> only so laugh. You missed I got a really leaving.
1: crucial bit.
0: Uh, I just, but I was actually like, I needed a break for the movie. That's why I went to get a drink because I was finding it too intense. Similar to how I needed to in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay,
1: here I was just about to bring up Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Two things. You just said it was the only laugh you got in the movie. I was disturbed at the amount of times our audience were laughing <laughs> with, um, Joaquin Phoenix. Um, at the, and at the most inappropriate times, and also they were laughing at the the the, the fact that the the little person couldn't open the yeah. door. Finding high quality mental health care can be daunting and exhausting. That's why Cerebral offers convenient access to online mental health services, including therapy and medication management. Cerebral's diverse clinician team can help with anxiety, depression, insomnia, stress, grief big life changes, and more. You can schedule and communicate with your care team through Cerebral's mobile app and attend your sessions from the comfort of your own home. Get started with or without insurance. Plus, you can now use FSA or HSA. Start your first month for 50% off at Cerebral.com slash ACAST.
0: Yeah, I was Which I really felt surprised like, like, what But fucking... I think the film made a joke of it, though. Sometimes all you need is for the filmmaker... To, to pose a certain scene being funny, and you are kind of brought on the journey to laugh. Like that happened in Hustlers a couple of times when I was watching it. Like I was laughing at stuff that I don't actually find funny, but the filmmaker was just very good well, at like bringing you on that comedic journey. Yeah, that's the film but inviting you to laugh. Like, but I that, don't laugh at someone who can't open a door. Well, exactly, and I was like,
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel about and and like the difference is the the obnoxious um, character who he kills in that scene who gave him the gun. He's making horrible jokes about midgets uh, throughout the movie, but that's okay because that's him in character and that's his character. But it's when the movie was and he was and even Joaquin Phoenix was scenario. frowning upon
0: that. Like Joaquin Phoenix, he wasn't impressed when the guy was making those jokes yeah. and no one else was. Okay, here's
1: here's another thing. Here's another thing which was a, a again a masterstroke but also be disturbing at how again how like a teenager could could view this. Because when he kills those three um uh, whatever like Wall Street, cold Wall Street douches working for Thomas Wayne on on the thing I I found myself like cheering in my head like yeah oh that yeah it's like it's it's that moment of like uh, yeah, you yeah you stood up for yourself and you did it and they well, deserved the is, the it the first so, but, two
0: guys were act- the first one was actually self-defense like they're kicking like if you're, if you're to put yourself in the mind frame Of somebody who believes that You have the right to defend yourself with a gun Which I don't But if you do And you're on a subway And these guys start kicking the shit out of you The next step of that is and you've a gun the next step is that you shoot someone the thing is no, he shot isn't. the next guy and then he shot no, the next Cathy, guy it's in the not, back it's not I'm just saying
1: a it, fair retaliation if someone's kicking you to shoot them
0: I'm I'm just saying that like in some quarters it would be deemed legally self-defence not in this movie because he didn't even have a, a I just warrant. want that to be uh, clear that we are not saying I'm not that saying that, that. I'm yeah, just yeah. saying like he didn't even have a licence of a gun um, but he shot you could argue I think somewhat that the first guy was in self-defence the second guy was not self-defense, and the guy he chased off a train and chased up a stairwell and shot multiple times in the back was not self-defense. But
1: that's but that's why that scene is so good because you're Cause you are on his side. You're on his side right yeah. up to that moment, and like you say, the first murderer or two, you're still on his yeah. side. Like because it's Cause a movie like, and an we're watching, and it's like, but it's an unprovoked yeah. attack on him. And then by the third one, Plus you're like,
0: abusing that woman on the subway, so they are posited as real baddies.
1: Yes, but it's very deliberate and it's very clever. However, again, it's just like. There are people in this world who who feel all the things that that character is feeling and internalize them in in diaries and say that the, nobody understands them and that the world and, and, and literally ob- obsess about um, women and fantasize about them um, like just like he does, and then who end up going out and, and getting semi automatic rifles and taking vengeance on the world i 'm sorry, this happens in the world. And this movie is bringing you on a journey sympathising with a character who does exactly that. Yeah, I know. So,
0: I... Well, no, I was... When he was... Like, once he was murdering people, I was not sympathising with him anymore. No,
1: because you're a sane, rational person. And that's my point. And, again, it's back to what I was saying in the beginning. The movie hasn't done anything wrong, right? It's a story. And, and again, so this is why I'm back to, like, calling this... um, Like, anyone who says this is... This is a uh, this should be banned. This guy, blah 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 blah. No, that's censorship. That's stupid. But but we we do live in a reality where there we run those risks where art um, and storytelling create symbols, and Batman and Joker and all these characters are indelible symbols of of our society right now. They are they've survived for decades now. Superheroes are it's modern mythology. So they're they're they're. Hugely, like wrapped up into the very fabric of our society. Our son's only two, and he knows Iron Man and Spider Man and Hulk. He knows all these names. Yeah. Like, luckily, he doesn't know the Joker. <laughs> but like, it's it, it. So it kind of is dangerous, and and it it's just it. I fear, and that's what by the end of this movie, when the streets are burning and there's clown masks everywhere, and he's being hailed by everyone on the street as a symbol of Like a hero Of a hero, basically
0: He's like a working class hero That's how they're billing
1: him I felt like Some of the people In our audience Were with them And the woman next to you was Well, she was But like, to be fair She was wrong but Cathy, don't like. This is my point. The one there was a woman next to you who was cheering along with this movie. <laughs> like she has missed the point, and this is my like. No, maybe she's. And I'm not saying she's, the point. I'm not saying she's going to go home and put on a clown suit and start kicking the shit out of people, but someone might do that.
0: I know. And and I agree. I agree with you.
1: So anyway, and I, and but I also don't know a way around that because. I'm not because you don't all you can't also just say, No, don't tell stories about psychopaths because otherwise we wouldn't have had American psycho or we wouldn't have any of these things. Yeah, but, but those
0: th- movies are different because you're not quite in their shoes like you are in this one. You are, you're in
1: Patrick Bateman's shoes yeah, but the not, entire time. In I'm fact, not on
0: Patrick Bateman's side though. I felt I felt like I was more because for the Patrick Bateman's like a very privileged person, right? But the Joker's like he's had an abusive childhood he's been, like, treated, like, medically and with counselling for his mental health problems and his mental illness, and then the system just runs out of money and the budgets are cut and he's given no more counselling or medicine. And that's really when he starts to unravel. So that's very different to me than someone like Patrick Bateman, who's, like, a rich
1: asshole. I would say they are both people dealing with... um, issues where they cannot tell the difference between of reality and fiction I'm just saying when I'm
0: watching a movie I'm never going to be on Patrick Bateman's side but okay. I was really feeling for Joaquin Phoenix I was feeling for his character when all of his support was just
1: being caught actually funny you talk about privilege there because that's one thing I did not appreciate the movie doing and I think it didn't need was adding a class war into the middle of all this because that's an actual thing that's happening right now there's a huge divide between the rich and the poor and um, and people are, you know, people are taken to the streets about this. We had the one percent um, protests in the in the, in the past few years. There's climate change activists. It feels, activists. Appro-
0: it feels but, appropriate to me, though, because no, but, but, they're tying it in with the way, for good or bad, they tied it in with the Waynes and the Waynes are like the epitome of privilege. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah, when you're pitting him against the Waynes Fine,
1: but then they but then they made the Joker the symbol of the working class. The symbol of the, 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 the impoverished and the downtrodden... So has
0: that never been the case before? I don't know. I don't know this stuff I only intimately. know them randomly from like, random movies. That I don't think
1: so. I can't imagine like in 1956 uh, that they released a comic in which Joker became a symbol no, of the... But,
0: yeah, but comics evolved. I don't like, know. If it's but, like, going for 50 years, there's probably an iteration of it where this story is. I yeah.
1: don't know. Maybe. I, I just thought that was weird and unnecessary and I just
0: can't believe we had to watch bloody Bruce Wayne's parents being killed again <laughs> and that fucking pearl necklace the Pearl necklace. I, like, oh, I is can't it the pearl watch necklace. this cliff again like every time I see it I say surely this is the last movie that's gonna do it this movie's yeah. way too like Too cool to do that. Yes. Okay. And then the movie does not and I was like, Oh, for God's sake! There were a few
1: moments where I was like, No movie, you're better than this. (laughs) Um, That was one of them where I'm like, Don't show the fucking Bruce Wayne thing. Like, we get it. Here's here's where they should have stopped.
0: The guy just walks down the alley, and we know. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like they. I actually
0: wanted the Joker to do it because I thought that was a really cool story. No, I think it's more interesting if
1: he just incidentally inspires it. it.
0: Also, they kind of left it open-ended. They could be brothers.
1: Yeah, right I like that. Right at the end the picture that. of the mom yeah. um,
0: with Bruce Wayne's dad had signed. So yeah. I thought that was quite good. And they did look alike in that And they could have scene. just
1: made him... They could have made the mother... Uh, they could have faked some adoption papers.
0: Because she was saying, like... She said, oh, he made me do all that to cover the tracks. Yeah, exactly. And actually... But that was so disturbing when we found out that he... His, how much he'd been abused as a kid as well. Like, it's just too much... Mo- like, there's too much stuff in this movie oh, it was just awful but I'm um, on sorry, to-
1: sorry one oh. other thing there was one other moment where I was like no movie you're better than this treat your audience better like when um, when he's in the his neighbor's apartment who he's been fantasising about and he's oh, sitting there and then, and then the she goes yeah and then she goes oh you're Arthur from down the hall right I need you to leave my apartment and she's freaked out it's like yes right we've got it you, we, I've pieced together now thank you which I had done already t- half an hour ago that this is all in his head You've you've she laid like the groundwork. You've dreamer. shown him you've you've shown the audience that he has fantasies with your um Robert De Niro thing from the beginning. So like don't go through, don't give us the Fight Club moment of flashbacking through every single scene and showing us him in an empty chair. I'm like, "Come on. I just, I just felt to me like they ran a test screening and some audiences came back in their test card said, but I don't get like, was he actually dating her, and then she went off him or what? something? I and also, say, I, didn't I really like the Joker, and he's a hero, right?
0: I didn't guess it guess it as soon as you did. Like at first, I thought she was there, but then I was like, why would she be there? Like, like why would she say you followed me? Ha ha ha! Like no well, one you, would be exactly. happy that someone it didn't followed make any them. Sense. But like to talk about Joaquin Phoenix's acting for a second, um, he's, he's dancing. It's amazing. Like how he plays like the first two thirds if not more of this movie versus how he plays once he's committed really once he's killed his mother and then the guy from the clown work and he's dyed his hair green he's a completely different character at that point it's like oh there's I see Jack Nicholson I see Heath Ledger I see that swag and that confidence and that like amazing dancing he's doing that's a completely different person than the person we see at the start of the movie and I think it's, it's amazing how he did that because it's still relatively subtle like you can see the journey that he went on to become that character but like when he's dancing at the end, like it's unbelievable. It's terrifying. But you how see how confident he is. Like murder and violence and mayhem like fuse him, and I, that's really disturbing.
1: And I love how they work the dance in from the mo- from a very early stage, like after he's murdered the three um, banker guys he slips into a bathroom and then the dance sort of just emerges from him I and then it, it just escalates from or there whereas at
0: the start he was just dancing pretending to be dancing like he's quite sweet at the start he's just pretending to be dancing like with a girl in a bar
1: yeah and then with his mom. but
0: that's what like, I felt like his transition was so disturbing because at the very start even when those kids beat him up and it's awful he says like, well they were just kids and actually for a while we see him just trying to like really just entertain children yeah and it it really all unravels for him. I think it all basically kicked in when they took when they took his meds away and his counseling away and that's why I was just found it so profoundly depressing and sad because it all kind of kicked it was it was like this huge huge piece about his mental illness like it was just very distressing to watch but, but all, yeah I just and he's he is amazing like I think he's an amazing actor, but honestly he's too much for me like. I never really enjoy watching him because
1: he's so intense. But isn't that the isn't that part of the problem with mass shootings is that it, they get blamed um as they get blamed on mental illness um instead of, you know, a, t- a terrorist act. that's an actual problem in the media. Um and then in this instance they make in this movie they make him a vict- basically a victim of society. Society's terrible and he has a mental illness and he went off his meds. It's almost like it's letting him off the hook a little bit like it's like no, where's the responsibility no I don't think it's letting him off the
0: hook because it's still like when he I think the only the, I think the only bit where the movie you could be seen as letting him off the hook is the initial subway murders because of the whole self defence thing like when he kills that guy in his apartment that is disgusting like that was an absolutely yeah. horrible scene like and I don't think anyone in our audience was with him at that point point. and then he just shoots Rob, except Robert except the woman next to you and that was shocking like and he said like Murray I mean it was so great that he, he was going Murray and like
1: was creepy it, it,
0: to me it was just like oh my god it's like Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger and him all combined and this is like the Joker on stage like it was a truly astonishing scene how good it was but he's like being awful to Murray and it's like well actually Murray's your idol and he brought you on his show which is all you ever wanted so it just showed at that point he'd completely checked out of reality that he thought it was appropriate to shoot him live on uh, telly, yeah. Like, and at that point, I, I think the movie is not uh, taking responsibility away from him. Yeah,
1: but the, but the movie's also telling you that Murray's making fun out of him, so it's almost him getting retribution. The movie's a little bit saying like, yeah, he got his comeback and he got to say an awesome badass one-liner and then sh- and then got it his was vengeance. Really shocking, like oh, it scene. was Very shocking.
0: I was not expecting that at all. But
1: can I say incidentally, just to lighten this a bit. Did you think it was a bit silly how basically they had a viral video um, in the 70s? <laughs> I like, was, like, how, was who's filming in the stingy clothes? Fr- <laughs> That's
0: <Right. laughs> exactly what I thought. And it's like, okay, it's like... You... But it, to be fair, it wasn't like a handheld thing. It was like there'd been a, um, a fixed camera somewhere a, a in the room. Fi-
1: yeah, but yeah, but how had that gone viral? How had that gotten the attention? I don't think attention? it had gone
0: viral. I think it had just been sent to this... Apparently there's only one late night talk show in Gotham. It's on every night and it's Robert De Niro. Um, and he's
1: just like, send me your like, wacky people, clips.
0: People would have sent in clips to a show like that.
1: But, but I also didn't not, buy it. I didn't buy that Like this, that he would just like make fun of this person live on it. I don't know. I didn't really buy it.
0: It felt a bit mean. But then when you think back to 70s comedy, like it was quite crude and mean.
1: Like yes, even yeah. the guy
0: who's on stage before the Joker and he's making jokes about sex. And how men treat women like parking spaces and and how they treat disabled parking spaces is like oh yeah that feels like a true 70s stand- up to me like yeah like you you wouldn't have someone making those jokes now like so yeah I don't know it's just I don't, I just I watch it's movies t- like this and I'm like why did they make it I don't get it like but I don't understand what what drives somebody to make this movie
1: it's important to look at it's important to look at um, the dark side of humanity as well. I think you need to address that stuff. I
0: know, but I li- I like when it's addressed when there's like when it's I guess when it's not the central protagonist and, right. and we're not seeing any. Do you I mean, course- like
1: balance and context, like in Mindhunter.
0: Yeah, I think Mindhunter is a really good example of the TV show, which we have reviewed over on our Patreon extensively. But um, where yeah, it's like. You, of course, you're seeing the dark side of humanity, but you're also seeing the other side. And I, I think, I guess, yeah, like what my problem with this movie boils down to is that it's so one-sided, and it's like so hopeless, and it's so, um, it's just so violent at the end. And like, it's literally like hell payment. Like, like he's literally standing up in a car, <laughs> and everyone's cheering him. Good reference. And then. He ends up in a... I guess what is a mental institution or, like, a prison. And then he's with this woman who's, like, a perfectly nice psychiatrist or, like, counsellor. And then he runs out covered in blood. So you're like, wait, he just murdered her. Yeah. Because even in the movie... Okay, you could say that, like, from his perspective... Oh, the guy from the comedy club stabbed him in the back. And, like, Robert De Niro was mocking him. This is just a perfectly nice woman who's counselling him at this point. And yet then the movie... Ends on him in what could be perceived as a funny scene, being chased by somebody and, yeah, and like, dancing, the, the audience and were that's laughing. what I mean. So that's why I don't like. I don't like that. I don't like that. That was our, That was all we followed, and there wasn't a single nice spot in the movie. I don't like that.
1: But this is what what I was going to say about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's the same thing. It's like I, I, it was uncomfortable the way the audience was reacting to this so again it's not Once upon a Time in
0: what, Hollywood was like made as more of a comedy like directly more of a comedy than this though
1: it's almost mo- what, I'm, what I'm I'm not I'm not disturbed by this movie I'm disturbed by people and their reaction to this movie and actually in the you know in the 10 years since The Dark Knight was released how like look, I never liked The how, Dark
0: Knight though so I guess I, I never enjoyed the, those movies so I guess but, I should have known I really wouldn't enjoy this. But look
1: at how Heath Ledger's Joker has been treated. Uh, you know, you referenced um, well, mass shooting, but like in in general, he's like he's on posters uh, why so serious is a huge catchphrase I think that's
0: in part though because um, it's iconic. he died and then he won the posthumous Oscar I think that kind of elevated it yes, to a different that, level that is true. than it would have not that he wasn't amazing and it wasn't going to be a huge movie regardless but, but my point is he's a symbol it's like James Dean or someone you know when you die young and you epitomise that kind of a role you just become a bit of a legend in it whereas Joaquin Phoenix hopefully will go on to make lots more movies so he won't be defined by this yeah um, but yeah, I think we've talked long enough about this movie. Yeah,
1: let's leave it there. I'm, I'm but
0: let us know what you think, because I know loads of our listeners have already messaged us that they think it was really brilliant and they were looking yeah, forward to Yeah, I think there's a,
1: some really interesting discussions to be had around this movie, and that's why another reason why I think it is a really good piece of work because it's like we're ha- we just had a, a half an hour conversation about this, and I want to talk more about it and read about it and discuss it. I don't
0: it. think I do. I think I'm done now. You're done. Okay. I, I'm not gonna. Usually after we've seen a movie and like recorded our chat.
1: We'll yeah, we talk. We do usually like, talk for another we'll hour. We talk for
0: longer, and we we'll like. I'll often go off and That's like. That's
1: called the cinema Uncut. I- <laughs> it's just. It's just for me and Kathy.
0: <laughs> and I'll go off and read IMDb or whatever, like some articles. Like after Ad Astra, like I really enjoyed. Um, for example, after Ad Astra, reading loads of reviews of that, but I'm not. I'm not going to read anything. But I'm done with this. Like I know it's getting amazing reviews, but like I don't need
1: to read them. But here, it's, it's a really interesting counterpoint to Ad Astra because I came out of that like optimistic and hopeful about humanity. And this was the complete opposite. So I'm like, yeah, I'm a bit down.
0: We'll have to go anyway. and watch Grave Norton or something. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> something
1: light. Um, all right, thanks or for listening, Repose
0: everyone. Or watch RuPaul's UK, which we watched last night and absolutely loved. That was great. Yeah, um, That's what we need to watch, Maybe we'll actually, do that on the
1: Patreon. <laughs> um, right, it, go to um, Twitter, Facebook... Instagram at the Cinemile or email us thecinemile@gmail.com. at gmail.com uh, we will always write back no matter where you write to us because we love talking to you guys so let us know your thoughts do you disagree with us disagree with us do you love this movie do you think Walking pigs is a movie? terrible actor did you think it was hilarious and that he's a h- hero for our times um, <laughs>
0: are I'd- you going to start wearing clown makeup <laughs> to rallies <laughs> yes
1: please <laughs> please <laughs> don't, don't, Why don't do that. that drunk woman next to me in the cinema <laughs> yeah frankly, let us know I Get was just
0: jealous of her because I wanted to be drunk.
1: Okay, well you can't be drunk because you're very pregnant.
0: Well, exactly. But yeah. this movie would have been all the better for it, I think. Because I think if I'd enjoyed it as much as she did, I would have been less disturbed by it.
1: Oh, so maybe that's the trick. If you've got a lot, <laughs> lot of drink down you, this movie's a <laughs> right hoot. All right, come on, let's, let's wrap okay. it up. Thanks, Bye. everyone. Bye.
0: I used to think that my life was a tragedy.
1: It's a comedy.